listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. The giants that are going to fall in this new year. Giants are falling in the new year. What do, you, what do I mean by that? I'm thinking back. Now, if you've been connected with us, um, the Lord's been speaking to me out of the book of Joshua. And I've been, um, I've been uh, preaching and teaching from the subject of, and it's, it's, you're going to really get the full word in the magazine that's coming. Uh, we've been talking about divine possession. We've not been this way before. We've not been here before. Where God's getting ready to take us, you've not been there before. It's going to be completely new ground that we're going to be standing on in 2022. Let me break here. Rosalie said, do you have any type of fast prayer time you recommend since I'm pregnant? Um, don't fast if you're pregnant. The baby needs the, uh, the, the vitamins, the minerals, the sustenance. So don't fast. If you're pregnant, just join us in praying. You'll have plenty of time as Jesus tarries through uh, your whole life to fast. But while you're pregnant, eat, but don't stop praying. Pray with us for at least an hour a day and believe God. Um, Morning, Ben. So the Lord's been speaking to me out of the book of Joshua, chapter three. If you were with us at the Victory Tribe homecoming weekend, you heard part of that word that uh, where the Holy Spirit is leading us, we've never been there before. We've never been there before. And that's what we keeps coming up. It's going to be a, a year of divine possession where we'll hold what we've never held. We'll do what we've never done. And we'll uh, experience things by the power of God that we've never experienced before. That's where I want your faith to be. And so we've, we've been declaring. And of course, I came out of Joshua 3 uh, as the priests took the Ark of the Covenant ahead of God's people. And the Lord gave them instruction prophetically, stay behind it, about 3,500 feet behind it. Watch where the Holy Ghost goes. Watch where the power of God leads you. And then he lists the reason why that we need to let the Holy Ghost go ahead of us, the power of God go ahead. For you have not passed this way before. And so uh, that's very important because as you're going somewhere you've never been before, You need perfect leading and guidance. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. And in this year of 2022, hear what I say. We're not going to have a replay of 2020. We're not going to have a replay of 2021. And they might have been the best years of your entire life like they were for us. Like without question, they were the best years of our lives and ministry. No question. By far. I mean, even financially, which was mind blowing to the world, we had our, I told you, we had our accountant call us and was like, when we submitted our taxes, uh, ministry taxes for 2020, uh, in, in this year of 2021, they called us and were like, hold on, are you sure this is right? And this is not a typo because they couldn't believe that in 2020, a year of the pandemic and lockdown, they couldn't believe that our ministry doubled in a year where everybody else was closing up shop. And so they thought it was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. We over doubled in a year where it looked like an attack around the world. 
It's because we don't stop moving forward by the power of God. We are always sustained by the anointing. And when God leads us somewhere we've never been, we need his guidance and leading. That's why we're doing this. And so, uh, what I'm encouraging you with is I've been, I've been on this word that we're letting the Holy spirit lead us move forward, but we've never been where we're going before. We've never seen it before. And so we need to allow him to lead us perfectly to places we've never been. Now it might've been the best years of your life. Like it was for us, 2020, 2021, but don't think you've capped out because you've not capped out yet. You've not ever hear this. If you are walking by faith, if you are led by the spirit, there is no limit to where God can take you by his anointing. There's no limit. Uh, and I want you to write this by faith in the comments, get a hold of it, put it in your spirit. I am limitless by God's power. I want you to write that. I am limitless by God's power. There is no limit. There's nothing that God can't do for you. There's nothing that God won't do for you. So I want you to get it in your spirit very strong. I am limitless by God's power. And there's no question about it. There's no question about it. What I want to deal with today is really, it's the thing that holds many people, Christians, back from seeing the, 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 the manifestation of this mindset in their life. And it's not new. It's, it's something that God's people have had to deal with for thousands of years. And I'm addressing the victory tribe. I'm, a vest, I'm addressing people who are expecting victory. That's why we define this family that we have. And we are by no, by no question about it. We are a family. Uh, I, I've, I felt it so strong and I know you did. I got so many comments about it at the homecoming weekend. People were like, man, it felt like family. It felt like I was so happy to meet other members of the victory tribe. God's called us together as a family. And I'm speaking to the family about the area of increase. We will not decrease. We will not diminish. And so I know, listen, I'm prefacing this because I know not everybody in the body of Christ believes this way. Not everybody is willing to stand on this kind of confession. In fact, we might get, uh, we might get ridiculed for the level of faith in which we walk. I don't care. I'm sure you've already been ridiculed. Well, you need to be realistic. You need to be realistic about life. That's not how life works. I'm sure people have already ridiculed you for the level of faith at which you're walking. Don't mind it. Don't mind those things. Don't allow those to change your mindset. Uh, I get ridiculed. I'm sure you do. It doesn't matter. I know not everybody is expecting it. There's plenty of Christians. Check their social media. Plenty of Christians that truly believe that you've got to struggle in order to do great things for God. I was listening to a quote unquote Holy Ghost preacher at a very well-known church talking about how I'm just, no, God can take us around the world to touch the world. And if he's got to put cancer on us to do it, he can do it. That was the words that came out of their mouth. I promise you at a very well-known church that if I said the church, you'd know it, you'd know the pastor and you'd probably know who this speaker was. If I mentioned him. 
But literally, that was their confession. That's their understanding. If God's got to put cancer on us to take us around the world. Dumb. I mean, that is the lowest level of dumb that you can be. To believe that God is a child abuser. In order to get his purpose across, he has to abuse his children. He doesn't do that. You don't know God if that's how you think. You don't know how he uh, you don't operate. You don't know his nature. You don't know uh, what he's like if that's what you believe, truly what you believe. He doesn't abuse his children to bring his purpose to pass. That's stupidity. That's absolute stupidity. And so if you believe the only one of the only avenues God can take you around the world with is by giving you a disease, you don't know God and you don't know the supernatural. It is demonic. And so I want to encourage you because what we've been declaring and confessing is that we will walk into places we've never been before in 2022. That's our year of divine possession. We're going to hold what we've never held. We're going to do what we've never done. We're going to uh, go where we've never gone. And I don't care. I know others don't believe it, but that's why. Have you noticed how hard of a stand that Carolyn and I have taken against the struggle is real style confessions uh, to, to literally redefine the term and say the struggle is over. The struggle is over. Why do you think we say it so much? Because when you browse social media, you'll get in contact with every numbskull that feels like you have to struggle to be a part of what God's doing on the earth. It is not Bible. I'm not talking about persecution from evil men and women. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that they feel like you have to win, then lose, then lose, then lose, then win, then lose. It's a roller coaster ride. And it's not God's plan. I preach never ending increase and never ending victory because I believe in never ending increase, never ending victory. It's exactly why we do it. It's what the Bible teaches and it's what we believe. Amen, Lena. So I want to deal with this now. Um, we, we were in Joshua three and we're talking about how God will take you to a place you've never been before. Consecrate yourself for the Lord is getting ready to work wonders among you. And he is getting ready to work wonders among us. Some of us have already seen them, but we're, we're trans, we're, we're literally transitioning from wonders to wonders, faith to faith, victory to victory from the lesser to the greater. And giants have to fall in 2022. And I'm talking stuff that's never moved out of your way before stuff that has never stopped harassing you before things you never thought would stop before are coming to an end in 2022. And, um, I want you to look with me because we're going to, we're going to start by looking at, um, Joshua chapter 14. Now we've moved We've moved forward to, uh, to Joshua chapter 14. And, uh, it's crazy because this goes all the way back to the book of numbers, you know, 45 years before. And you remember the story, right? God has been leading his children through the wilderness toward the promise toward the promised land, they finally get close enough to see it with their natural eyes. And so they send spies there, 12, one from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. They go in 
and they all have the same view. They all have the same experience, but they come out with two opposing opinions. And this is what happens. It's not just about what you see and it's not just about what you hear. It's about how you react to what you see and hear. That's really the case because you realize even when it comes to like anointed church services or revivals, we're all in the same room. We all hear the same message. We all are seeing the same power of God, but some people can leave with nothing. Others can leave with a miracle. It's not about just what you hear or what you see. It's about how you respond to what you hear and see. Let me say this again, because this is a massive life lesson. It's not just about what you hear and what you see. It's about how you respond to what you hear and what you see. Let me give you a Bible example, other than the one I'm gonna give you in a moment. Look at Thomas, doubting Thomas. The Bible says Jesus appeared to his disciples. Thomas wasn't there at this moment, but uh, he appears to his disciples and they see that he's resurrected. He's alive, he's risen. And then some of the other disciples come back and they say, hey, Jesus is alive. He showed himself to us. He's risen. He's, he's been resurrected. And do you know what? Thomas says, I'll not believe it unless I can put my finger in the nail scars in his hands. I want to feel his pierced side. So notice they all heard the same message. Jesus is alive. He's resurrected. Some of them believed it wholeheartedly. Others didn't believe it at all. So it's not just about what you hear and it's not just about what you see. It's how you react to what you believe or what you see or what you hear, what you see. That's what happened in numbers. All 12. There's my friend, Pastor Aaron Butler. I love you, man. He's doing an amazing job in California. When I looked at numbers, I recognized that all 12 men heard and saw the same stuff. They all heard and saw the promised land. They saw the fruit. They saw the, the, the beauty of the land. They all saw the giants. And when they come out, they've got now two opposing mindsets regarding their promise. 10 of them say, we, we can't do it. There's giants in the land. They're so big. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. There's no way. There's no way that we're going to be able to. That's how they thought. 10 of them filled with doubt, filled with fear and giving the council an evil report. And then of course we know what Joshua and Caleb said. No, look at verse 30, numbers 13, 30. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and occupy it. For we are well able, hallelujah. We are well able to overcome it. I love that. We are well able to overcome it. <laughs> you know why I like this? Is because even though they all saw the giants that were in the land, one thing I've tried to point out to people for a while now is that in all the times God spoke to his people about the promised land, did you ever notice God never mentioned giants once? He never said, and oh, by the way, when you get there, be careful because there's giants living. God never mentioned it one time. You know why? Because the moment God said it was theirs, the giants became insignificant. Get that in your spirit. The moment God gave them the promised land, 
the giants who were occupying it became insignificant. Anything that stands in your way between you and what God promised you has now become insignificant. Anything that stands between you and the promise that God has given you has become insignificant. In fact, one of the things that they said, Joshua and and Caleb, they said, uh, they are like, get this, they are like bread to us. Speaking about the giants, they are like bread to us and their protection is removed from them. Hallelujah. Do you see that? (laughs) He said, they are like bread for us. And their protection is removed from them. So that means anything that stands in your way has no protection against who's with you. Can't be protected against you and your God. Can't stand. It is like bread. You know what they're saying? We'll eat them up. We would eat them up. If we went in there right now to overtake the land, we would eat the giants up. They're bread to us. They are bread to us. And I want you to get that in your spirit because sometimes we magnify the thing might be a giant looking to you. We magnify the thing that opposes us. We magnify the thing that stands between us and our promise. We magnify the attack of the devil rather than doing that. What we need to do is magnify the Lord because it is his power that's unstoppable. It is his power that truly is undefeated and continues to be undefeated. Love you, Nico. And so uh, you recognize that Joshua and Caleb had a word from God. Let's go at once. I want you to put this all caps, if you can, in the comment section, no delay. That's what, that's the message they were preaching. That's the message uh, that Joshua and Caleb were, they were on. No delay. Let's go at once. Let's go at once. We are well able. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel the anointing on that. We are well able. We are well able. No delay. Don't delay in the thing that God has called you to do. Don't delay in the thing that God has called you to do. You are well able man, you are well able to take the land. You're well able to cause every giant to fall. I've told you this before. I'll repeat it again. Now you won't find a place in the Bible where God told David to kill Goliath. It's not in there. It's not in there. David didn't kill Goliath on an instruction. He killed Goliath out of love and passion for God and God's purpose. Man, if people could get that in their spirit. God didn't give David an instruction to kill Goliath. David had a passion for God and God's plan that drove him to go destroy that giant. The king didn't even believe. You're, he's a seasoned, battle-hardened warrior. You're just a young boy. He said, let me help you with something. When I was tending my father's sheep, lion and bear came in to steal the sheep. And the Lord delivered them 
into my hands. Hallelujah. He's like, if you, you're telling me this is impossible. You're talking to a boy that's already done the impossible. That's what David's saying. You think this is impossible? You're talking to somebody who's already done the impossible because I know who my God is. He said that the Lord delivered them into my hands. And in the same way that God delivered the lion and the bear into my hands, he will deliver this uncircumcised Philistine. And he brought that point out because that meant, that meant Goliath, uncircumcised, has no covenant with our God. He's got no covenant with our God. Hmm. He will deliver him into my hands in the same way he did the lion and the bear. You see it. I'm well able to take the giant king. I'm well able to destroy this attack against our nation, against our people. I'm well able. And in the same way, Joshua and Caleb and Israel were well able in the same way that David was well able in the same way that Jesus was well able. You are well able. No delay. Let us go at once. Let us go at once. Why would you wait 10 years to do something that the Lord can do through you now? Now. And the more you do for him, the more he promotes you. Why would you wait 10 years for promotion? Why would you wait 10 years to level up when God's ready to do it now? Hallelujah. So now I've got you in Joshua 14 because all this time has passed. (laughs) Sad, really. really sad. 45 years have passed and they still don't have their promise. And look, Moses swore on that day saying, now I'm in Joshua 14 verse nine. He said, I'll give you that land to you and your children forever because you've wholly followed my, the Lord, my God. And Caleb says, and behold, now the Lord has kept me alive. Just as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now behold, I am this day, 85 years old. Amen, Gene. Diabetes must fall. I am 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was then for war and for going and coming. Now, I want you to catch what he said. (laughs) He's 85 years old. He didn't just say like, well, I can still walk. That's not what he said in the scripture. He said, I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war. Which means what he's saying is at 85 years old, I literally am still strong enough to go to war. Think about that kind of an 85 year old at 85 years old today. I am still strong enough to go to war. Caleb said, not just for coming and going. I could, sure. I could move into the promised land. Sure. I could sure. I could move it, move my stuff in there, move my family in there, move my tribe in there. Of course I could, but you know what? I'm also strong enough to go to war at 85. What, what else am I encouraging you with today? Don't ever think you're past your prime. I know we've got some senior saints that watch the broadcast. Let me encourage you. Don't ever think you're past your prime. 
You're, it's not too late to hold God's promises, to see God's power. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you can't be past your prime. Impossible. It is impossible. See, and, and here Caleb is saying that. He said, I'm strong enough to go to war. So now, verse 12, give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how the Anakim, the, the giants, were there with great fortified cities. Now, I want you to think about that. Think about that because it's not like sometimes, and I can tell you this, when I was younger, I just had this, tell me if this is you, throw a hand up in the comments. When I was younger, I used to have this like mindset because it was like Bible times. I had this mindset that they like went in to spy out the land and they like looked over the hills and there were just like giants walking around in like meadows or something like giants were like just stalking around like in the forest or something like that. But if you read this passage, that's not what was going on. Notice what it says in verse 12. It says, for you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with great fortified cities. That's, that was my mindset, but the Bible tells us differently. The Bible tells us it was a full civilization of giants. <laughs> maybe, maybe not as grand, but maybe in the same way that you'd see in something like Lord of the Rings or something, where the cities are already built according to the Bible. The Bible says they had great, not just fortified cities, great fortified cities. So there was a greatness to their civilization. So that means that even in the midst of that, it wasn't just giants marching around in a meadow, walking around, you know, like pulling trees out of the ground or is it, you know, these were civilizations that were already established with great fortified cities. That's intense. But even in the midst of seeing that, even in the midst of seeing that, the Bible says they had a word from God. <laughs> we're well able. We're well able to take this land. We're well, these giants, their civilization, their fortified cities, they are like bread for us. Their protection is removed from them, which means they were declaring by God's power. They were declaring that even their cities that they've built, their fortified cities are not enough to keep us out. You know, I want, this is why I want to give you this. I want you to I want you to hear it this way. It takes time to build fortified cities. It takes time to build civilizations. So what I'm encouraging you with is this, the things that the enemy has tried to use against your life. You say, well, I don't know about that. I've been dealing with it for a long time. I understand that the giants had lived in there for a long time. They'd been developing their civilizations for a long time, developing their cities and their fortification for a long time. But notice they said their protection is removed from them. You know what that means? The walls, the, the ramparts, the parapets, all the things they may have built, useless, useless. Their protection is removed from them because the walls don't matter. The weapons don't matter. None of the, how much they're trained in battle. None of that matters. None of that matters. Their protection is removed from them. So you might sit around and say, you know, I've been dealing with this for a long time. I've been facing this for a long time. And this has been in my life and in my family for a long time. Doesn't matter. The power of God's on you. The protection of that stuff is removed from it. 
Doesn't matter how long it's tried to sit in your life, sit in your body, sit in your mind, sit in your children, sit in your family lineage. Doesn't matter. Its protection is removed from it. And it's like bread to you. And it's like bread to me. We'll eat it up by the power of the Holy ghost. It's a year of divine possession. We've not been this way before. We've not gone this way before. What God's about to do is going to blow your mind and it's going to blow my mind. And we're going to, and even though we have faith, it's still going to blow our minds. You say, how in the world, you know, you shouldn't say that it blows your mind. If you've got faith and you're expecting it, absolutely. You can say that. And I'm going to show you why go to Ephesians chapter three. You can absolutely say that and not be scripturally incorrect because I want you to see what Paul, the apostle taught to the church in Ephesus. Speaking of God, what does he say? He said, um, now unto him, this is a, a scripture we quote all the time, but get this 320 Ephesians 320. Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask, but it doesn't just say ask because some people might have that kind of a, uh, a complex where they, they feel too timid to ask God for big things. So they ask for small things. You say, well, you know, I could, but no, it doesn't just say ask, ask or think. <laughs> do you see that? He said, he's able to do far more abundantly. Forget the ask part. Just forget it for a minute far more abundantly than you can think. Now that my friend is massive because I can think of some pretty big stuff. I've got an imagination on me. I can think of some pretty big stuff as I'm sure you can. So when we look at this passage and see that we serve a God who is able to do far more abundantly than we can think, do you know what that means? It means that when he does it, it can blow your mind. Even if you're in faith, even if you're in faith, I know he's unlimited. I know he's good. I know he's able, but I'm going to tell you something. Even though I know all those things about God, he has moved in my life and in this ministry in ways that have blown my mind. Zach, uh, put together a video for us that we played at the victory tribe, uh, homecoming weekend. I'm going to play it at the end of this uh, broadcast today. It was basically a, an overview of 2021 and, you know, really years past. And it's a powerful video to see all that God's doing so swiftly. But Carolyn was saying yesterday, she was like, I don't get it. She said, I watched that video and it gets me every time. She said, I watch it and I tear up. I tear up every single time. Why is that? Because it's not like Carolyn and I don't have faith. It's not like our team doesn't have faith. We, we're faith people. We have plenty of faith. We continue to build our faith. We know what God can do. We expect him to do great things. But then this verse comes into play and we watch him do far more abundantly than we could ask or even think. That's why she's tearing up and why I just sit back and shake my head and my mind is blown and our accountant is calling and thinking that it's a typo in the paper. There's a reason because when God does do it, it can blow your mind 
even if you're in faith, even if you're in faith, because he does far more abundantly than you could not only ask, than you could think. Hallelujah. Than you could even think. No, Robert, uh, fasting is not how you remove unbelief. You remove unbelief by hearing the word of God. And I'm just telling you, get ready, get ready because what we're setting our faith for is something we can't even see. Uh, Here's a paradox for you. If there ever was one, (laughs) here's a paradox for you. If you ever was one, God wants us to get his word in our hearts to believe for the supernatural. He wants us to speak it ahead of time. Faith is the substance of things that are hoped for, but it's the evidence of things that aren't even seen. So he wants us to be able to see it in the spirit realm before we see it in the natural realm and believe that it's coming to pass. He wants us to be specific, right? With our faith, make your requests known unto God. That means you have to know what you want to make it known. So he wants our requests to be specific. He wants our faith to see in the future what we cannot see in the natural and expect it to come to pass. And so he has us all on this road of of faith. And then by the time he's all done, he does something that far exceeds what we asked or even thought. (laughs) So it's like, and, and so we're on the right track. It's just that like, he does more. He does more than we can imagine. And, and, it's, and then we feel like how they felt when they came out of bondage. Then it's described in Psalm 126. When the Lord returned his captives, that we felt like we were dreaming. There's no other way to describe it. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. When the Lord brought his people out of captivity, it was so good, we felt like we were dreaming. And our mouths were filled with laughter. Our tongues were filled with singing. And even the heathens said that was the Lord who did great things for them. Now that's all next level stuff. But let me tell you, that's not beyond. That's how God works. That's how he'll work for you. That's how he works for us. That's what we're expecting. (laughs) Because I can't define. I can't define God's power. I can't put a limit on it. And when he moves and giants fall and the blessings and promises come into our hands, we're just going to sit back and laugh. That's all. We're going to sit back and laugh as we watch what God did. Yeah, it's, it's referring to any kind of faith, Dr. Prepper. He said that faith comes from hearing. That's hearing the good news about Christ. Yes, Romans 10, 17. But remember something. It's not just salvation for faith or faith for salvation. But notice what happened in Acts 19. Paul goes to Ephesus and says to those men, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? What did they say? We've not even heard that there is such a thing as the Holy Spirit. So they couldn't have faith for the Holy Spirit because they'd never heard preaching or teaching on the Holy Spirit. Anything we receive from God, we have to hear it first before we can receive it. And I'm just telling you, get ready. Get ready because the supernatural things God's about to do are going to blow our minds. It's going to blow our minds and see the faith 
that you get from the word of God, it puts you on a course. See, this is why we, we come on to build your faith every single day because faith is ever increasing, right? It's an ever increasing faith. So you'll never get to a place of faith where you say, I'm done now. I'm done building my faith. <laughs> I'm done growing in faith. I'm done growing spiritually. You'll never get to that place. Long as you're alive, your faith can go to another level. And so we do everything we can to build your faith between these broadcasts, live revivals, Miracle Word University, Miracle Word Radio, Miracle Word Kids, Last Gen Podcast, all, all the things we do. We want just constant contact to come to you to build your faith to another level because you'll never stop growing and you'll never stop growing. You can never stop receiving better and better and better, greater every day, every day, every month, every year. And what I've got my faith set for, for 2022, giants are getting ready to fall. Let's define some of this. How, what, what are some of these things that are, are going to have to move out of the way? Well, I can tell you one thing. There are some things that people have been dealing with physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, that are going to have to change as we set our faith and take action. See, here's the deal. One of the things that I never want to preach to you is that God is going to somehow randomly drop blessings on you that you didn't press in for, because that will never be the case. Faith moves God. But faith is actions. Faith is defined by actions. James wrote that in the New Testament. He said, if you show me your faith, I'll show you my faith by my works. By my works. Faith without works is dead being alone. Get that now. So faith always is accompanied by actions. He calls me friend, Tiffany says, how do I access Miracle Word University as a partner? You can type that in. Now it's always accessed at miraclewordu.com, but as a partner, you get uh, discounts, I believe, on certain Miracle Word U courses. Tiffany will help you with it. But notice this, your faith will always be accompanied by actions. So I want you to put that in the comments here. My faith should always be accompanied by action. If not, according to the Bible, it's dead. It's not doing anything. In fact, uh, Bishop David Oyedepo says it this way. If your faith has no proof or proofs, as he said, if faith, if your faith has no proofs, it's fake. It's fake. Fake faith has no proofs. That's what he says. And so you understand it's the same principle. If there's no action that accompanies your faith, then it's not real faith. Because if you truly have faith, it will make you do something, say something, whatever. It's an action. It's like, there's no point in me saying like, you know, I believe that this chair will hold me. Yeah, because I believe this chair holds me, I sit down in it. See the action. I wouldn't sit down in a chair that I didn't believe could hold my body weight. You see what I mean? So if somebody, if I see a chair and I refuse to sit in it, I won't sit in it. I believe it's going to collapse. Well, the fact that you show that I won't sit down is proof. I don't have faith. It's going to hold me. I sit down because I've got faith. My action accompanies my belief. 
And see, what, what the enemy has tried very hard to do, especially over the last two years, is to get people to do things based on their fear, not their faith. It's like that, that knucklehead that just logged onto the broadcast, I don't know from where, God wants you to get vaccinated. Because he has no idea about God. <laughs> Apparently, he has no idea about the nature of God. Whatsoever. It's like, yes, chapter and verse, please, you numbskull. <laughs> but see, that's, that's how everybody's operating in 2021 and 2020. Everybody's operating based on fear. Here's what you should do. We got to do this. We got to make sure to do this. Stockpile toilet paper. We got to get hand sanitizer. Got to get a triple mask. Gotta... And they're taking all these actions based on fear, not faith. Not faith. I got to do this. I got to make sure I have that. Do you have that? Where's your... They're freaking out. And that, see, that's, that shows you something. You will either act in faith or act by fear. No question. There's a motivating factor. There's a motivating factor behind anything that you do. It's either fear or it's faith. No question about it. No question about it. And so you have to make a decision. I made the decision a long time ago. I made the decision back in 2001. I've told you the, uh, I just told you the uh, story. I've told it many times on the broadcast on how I made the decision on 9-11, 2001, that I refuse, I refuse to make any more decisions in my life based on fear. I refuse. I refuse. And see, here's how dumb people like Paul are. They think that the vaccine is going to save people. If that's the case, how come people are still getting sick with COVID after being vaccinated and having all their booster shots? How come people are still dropping dead? with the vaccine and all the booster shots. How is that possible? My brother-in-law's father just died weeks ago having all, not only the vaccine, all booster shots. And people have put their faith in a vaccine. And it doesn't even, it doesn't by any means guarantee you anything. Explain how all these people overseas that the news is reporting in Europe professional soccer players that can't even get on the field to play, can't even get on the field to play unless they're vaccinated and fully boosted up. And they've had over a hundred drop dead on the field and they're in the best shape you can possibly be in. People don't have a brain in their head anymore. And they think well, that'll save me. That'll save me. Put your faith in things if you want to. The Bible says it puts a curse upon your life. Jeremiah chapter uh, 17, verse five. It's crazy. So funny to me that people that don't have a logical brain in their head have put their faith in something that's not going to guarantee. Not going to guarantee it. If you're not vaccinated. <laughs> and they're all freaked out, all freaked out. 
I'll tell you something that people can't explain. How is it possible that I traveled the world for the last two years with my whole family, my whole family. I was on tons of planes. I touched tons of people. Only masked when necessary, never social distanced. And neither me nor any of my family members, any of them, and I have tons of family members that travel, got anything. I didn't use any, in the last two years, I've not touched hand sanitizer one time. I'm not saying it because I'm like trying to defy science. You're lucky. See, that's how those people think. Not smart. Lucky. Or they're, or they're dumb enough to say, you're, you're just asymptomatic. Never heard of a disease that you can be full of or a viral infection or, or, and it has, you have it, your body's filled with it. You just don't have any symptoms of it. <laughs> the problem is the Bible says that when you put your faith in the arms of flesh, it brings a curse upon your life. And when you take actions, you have to take actions based on faith, not fear. Not fear. I refuse to transition into 2022, allowing any part of fear to be in my life. Any part. Any part. I refuse. I'm not going to let any, I'm, I'll tell you what, if we're going to have what God said, if we're going to do what God said, if we're going to go where we've never been before, then you're going to have to make up your mind ahead of time. Like, like they did, we are well able. See, this is the mindset I'm talking about. The mindset is if you believe as they did, that you can fully take what God said is yours, that drops every hindrance out of your way. Everything that would stand in front of you is just quickly moved out of your way. But here's the problem most Christians face. If they put their faith in what people are saying, what the news is saying, what the culture is saying, what corporations are saying, it always puts an element of doubt into their life that keeps them in that place where they just remain with opponents that they can't ever pass for the rest of their life. They live with it for the rest of your, for the rest of their lives. I refuse to live with anything, anything that God didn't plan for my life. Anything. I'm not going to live with sickness. And we've seen so many people healed. I'm not going to live with disease. I'm not going to live with depression. I'm not going to live with anxiety. I'm not going to live in poverty. I'm not going to live bogged down by addictions. And I refuse to let my family be destroyed by the spirit of this world. And you got to get bold enough. You got to get bold enough to have the fight back in your eyes again. Remember something. Faith is a fight. Faith is a fight. It's not gentle. You don't drift through life in faith. 
You fight with faith. Paul said that to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. You have to make up your mind. Are you going to fight for what God said is yours or are you just going to lay back? Notice, here's the question. Was the land already theirs or was it not theirs? It was already theirs. God had already given it to them, already given it to them. But did they still have to do something to take what was theirs? Absolutely. Because the blessings don't fall in your lap. You take what God said is yours by faith. And so you make up in your mind before we ever enter into 2022, before we ever enter into 2022, I'm going to believe what God already said. See, this is the, this is the significance of what I told you about allow the anointing to go out ahead of you. So what they did in Joshua chapter three, allow the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant to go far ahead of you. Why? Because you're getting ready to be led somewhere that you've never been before. It's like a supernatural GPS. You don't know how to get there. The Lord knows how to take you there. You might find yourself doing things you've never done, meaning taking steps or feeling to take steps that in the past felt like insane. In the past felt like, I don't know how in the world I would ever do that. You may find yourself quickly in 2022 taking steps of faith that seemed insane in the past, seemed insane. But see, that's what it's going to take. If the Lord's asking you to do it, trust the leading, trust the leading, trust the guidance of the Holy Spirit to do what he's telling you to do. See. Anytime I've ever done anything in my life, anything that was the next step, anything that took the next step of obedience, every single time, it's something that didn't make any sense to my natural mind. And you can sit down and you can write pros and cons. You can analyze, you can do all the things that any responsible person would do. But what do you do when you know the Lord's telling you to do something that makes no sense to your natural mind? And every major change I've made in my life that's brought me to a place of supernatural blessing, none of the changes made sense to my natural mind. None of them. But we did them anyway. Me and my whole family, we did what the Holy Spirit was saying to do. And every single time we obeyed, it brought us into that place of supernatural manifestation. I can't even begin to explain. And of course, you're gonna see, we're gonna play the video at the end of this broadcast. I can't even begin to explain how God has done what he's done in such a short period of time. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. <laughs> I just, I can't even wait to see what God's gonna do in 2022. I can't even wait to see it. I already have such an expectation. I can't even wait to see it. It's going to be so amazing. It's going to be places we've never been. We're going to hell what we've never held. It's, we're going to make an impact in our generation like we've never begun to have made before. You talk about violent increase, and we, we talked about that through all of 2020. Violent increase. Violent increase 
increase <laughs> to where your life, your business, your ministry, your family looks like a volcano in the midst of eruption. That's what I'm talking about. We are going to laugh through 2022, Liz. That's what I'm believing. It's going to look like a volcano in the midst of eruption. That kind of overwhelming, overflowing increase. I definitely will, Don. pray for you. Your dad's healing. Let us know what his name is. We're going to pray for him. I have somebody else we're going to pray for at the end of this broadcast, believing for healing. Their mother went to the ICU, needs healing. It's going to be a year of divine position. And I'm just telling you ahead of time, prepare. Now this is important. So get it. Prepare yourself for that kind of increase. So what do you mean by that? When you know that you're getting ready to increase like you never have, it requires you to put yourself in position. You know, the same for our ministry. You know, we're getting ready to do all that we're doing. We never set anything up, any system that's not easily scalable. We don't want to put ourselves in a position where we have to rethink everything we do in 12 months from now. We want to make sure that we're in position that as God blows us up in increase, that the systems that we have in place are scalable to where it's not going to tear us up to see God increase. God doesn't want to hurt you by increasing you. He wants to bless you by increasing you. And so you have to put yourself in position. You say, if God, stop and meditate on it for a moment. If God did this, I'll give you a practical example. I've traveled a lot. Imagine if you were a pastor and you're in a city, right? And you, you said to yourself, well, you know what? Our church seats 500 people, whatever. Our church seats 300 people. You have a city of like 3000 people or whatever. Uh, That's a small, very small place. Like where I just came from. But what if you were in a huge city? That's got, you know, 300,000, uh, you know, whatever, a million. And you're praying, oh God, use our church. Oh God, use us, bring revival. Oh God, whatever. Did you ever ask yourself, what would you do if God in one week just began to give you, let's say you're in a small city, right? Of 30,000 people. What if God gave you 1% What if God gave you 1% of the souls of your city? Not 3,000, that's 10%, 300. What if God blessed your church with 300 new souls saved one Sunday morning? Because you're praying, aren't you? You're praying, you're fasting, you're believing. God, give us revival. Let us make an impact in our generation. Let people be saved. Let our church bring in the lost. Okay? What if God gave you in a smaller city 1% of the population in salvation? Would your church be ready to facilitate 300 new souls? Or would it just throw everything off? Would it just like put you in a tailspin to try to figure out how you're going to handle 300 new people? You don't have enough uh, new believer packets. You don't have enough Bibles in stock. You don't have any way to disciple them. You don't have the staff to, to, to actually contact them. What would you do? And see, that the, the thing that happens is God doesn't want to destroy your church with new believers. He doesn't want to destroy your life with increase. He wants you to be able to handle 
what he's giving you. So God's not going to destroy you and destroy your ministry and put you into a tailspin because he gives you more than you can take on. And all of a sudden, see what I mean? So what I'm telling you is whatever that looks like for you, your business, your life, your ministry, your family, whatever, get yourself ready, get yourself ready for the increase God has coming to you. Put yourself in position, put yourself in position for the kind of increase God's got planned to drop on you because of your faithful actions in 2022. Think about that. Because that is where we're headed. Get ready. And and I'm not talking about like, get ready, like pray in tongues more. Yes, pray in tongues more, but get actually ready. Get actively ready. Make room. Make room for what God's about to do. Make room for how God's getting ready to increase you because it's going to be mind blowing for you and for those that don't even serve God that see your life. No question. No question. I'll be very honest with you. I've moved to a place where I'm being very careful about every, about every and anything that I'm going to take my time to do because the more God uses you to do, you don't go by how you feel, Robert. You go by what the Bible says. So don't go by how you feel. Feelings are not the proof of God's power. His word tells us what to do. We just obey it. And then we expect the supernatural benefits. So think about this. I'm being very careful as you should with what I spend my time on, even the meetings I'm taking, even I'm listening to the voice of the spirit for every single thing, because I don't want to just do something randomly. I don't want to just do something randomly because it seemed like a good idea. I want to do what the Lord's in. And if he's in it, it's going to be supernatural, but I got to be discerning. Am I going to waste my time or am I going to spend my time wisely? Because, you know, we talk about the fact spending time, spend it, but think about it. It's a currency that you never get back again. Spend your time, spend it. How are you going to spend it? Are you wasting it or are you spending it? Here's a better term. Invest your time. Invest your time. Invest your time in what God has called you to do and cut the excess out. Because when this thing hits, when, when, when God's about to do in 2022 hits, we're going to need all hands on deck. We're going to need every resource available. We're going to need all the time we can get our hands on to complete our assignment, our calling, and to handle that level of blessing. Man, I'm telling you, get ready. Giants are going to fall in 2022. Stuff that hung on you, stuff that harassed you, stuff that stood in front of you. It's moving out of your way. You are well able to take the land. It is like bread to you. It is like bread to you. Doesn't matter how long it's tried to be fortified. Doesn't matter how long it's trying to set up shop in your family line. It's moving quickly. And I'm going to pray for miracles here at the end of this broadcast. Listen, I'm back and I got a fire in my belly for this week because I know what God's about to do. You're not going to want to miss one broadcast this week. I've got a word for you. 
And this is going to be a week of breakthrough for every one of us in Jesus name. But I'm lifting people up because there's people that need a touch. There's people that need healing. I got another message. Someone's mom rushed to the ICU. We're going to pray. Praying for you, Millie, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for every person who's watching, every person that's listening. I take authority over every attack of the devil that has been sent to destroy your people. Lord, right now I'm praying for those that need healing. I take authority over COVID, cancer. I take authority over pneumonia. People that are in the ICU, I got the message, Lord. People that can't breathe in the ICU. I'm taking authority over every attack of the devil in Jesus' mighty name. I lose healing virtue to every man, every woman in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. Take authority over depression and anxiety during these holidays that they say ramps up during this time. It will not affect your mind. It will not touch your family and loved ones in Jesus' name. I rebuke it by the power of the Almighty God. Lord, I thank you that overwhelming joy belongs to us. Peace belongs to us. Lord, I pray for a financial increase on your precious people in Jesus' mighty name. I pray for increase by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let this be a month to remember, a December to remember in Jesus' name. Let it be so supernatural, we'll mark it down. That's when you touch me. That's when you turn my situation around, Lord. In Jesus' name, you'll get all the glory. You'll get all the praise. We thank you. Solom needs healing from severe chronic illness and trauma. I take authority over it in Jesus' name. I send the anointing overseas to you. Be healed by the power of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Touching them right now, right now. We give you praise. We give you glory. Pray for Kenny. We curse cancer. Dawn's father's body. Curse it. Every virulent cancer cell. Shrivel and die by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we thank you for that. We give you praise. Healing from infection. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise. If you believe it, shout amen. Throw some fire, some hands in the comments section. In Jesus' name, we receive it by the power of God. I'm challenging you to do something this week. This final month of the year, I'm going to challenge you to do something. Victory Tribe, hear me. We're setting our faith for 2022. And this is going to be a week of sowing. The Lord's going to speak to you. He's going to give you an instruction that's going to take faith to obey. He's setting you up for the new year. And so I'm challenging you. I'm doing the same as you. I would never ask you to do something that I haven't done and that I'm not doing. Carolyn and I are sowing a seed that's going to be one of the most significant we've ever sowed in our entire life or ministry. We're getting ready to drop it into the kingdom. And this year's blown my mind with sowing. But here's what I'm asking you to do. Get a word in your spirit this week. The Lord's speaking to you now. What is it that you're going to release by faith into the kingdom 
that will set you up for 2022. Now think about this, because this is a, this is not, this is not something we do flippantly. One thing that Paul was right about that we blocked is that I do believe in prosperity. I do believe in increase and abundance. And one thing I know about the system of seed time and harvest is that we access it through our faithfulness in sowing seed. And I want you to ask yourself a question. Look back over your life and say, here's the way I've been sowing. This is what it's produced. What have I never done? What have I never done? Because look, we can look forward all we want. We can say, Lord, 2022, supernatural year, we're ready for increase. Are we truly ready for things he's never done? Are we provoking those things? Because we're never going to have things we've never had and do what we've never done if we don't sow what we've never sown. That's why I got so strong about this in my spirit for our family. And Carolyn and I are in agreement. We're getting ready to sow like we've never sown. This year was mind-blowing, mind-blowing in our sowing. I was so happy. But I want you to be introspective right now. What is it, Lord, that I can sow that I've never sown? See, this is the kind of faith we're stepping out in before 2022 hits. We're putting ourselves in position, setting ourselves up for promotion. What can I sow that I've never sown? What's significant to me? What's, what takes faith for me? What takes faith for me? Hallelujah. What takes faith for me? There's people you've never in your life stepped out to sow a $1,000 seed. That would take faith for you to do. Sow it and watch what God will do for you in the new year. There's other people you've never stepped up at that $10,000 level in your life, ever. Step out and do it. You can do it. It would take faith to do it. Do it. See? Some people you've never, maybe you've done 10,000 again and again and again and again. The Lord wouldn't even let us sow 10,000 this year for the final offering. My wife and I said, no, it's not enough. That's what we felt in our spirit. It's not enough. 10,000 for the final offer of the year is not enough. And the Lord kept bringing it up and up and up and up. We've sown the largest seeds we've ever sown this year. We've sown more than we've ever sown this year, but we're not done. And so you ask yourself a question. Have I sown 10,000 again and again? And it, it's not, didn't mean what it used to. You may have never stepped to the 25,000 mark. Step out and do it. Step out and do it. Do something you've never done. Put yourself in position. On the screen, you can see the different ways you can sow seed. This is our week to release a seed into the kingdom of God that means something. That means something. something that'll move the hand of God. (laughs) I laugh because you know God's moving and God's actually touching people and moving on people when you have so many many trolls log on in one day. It's probably the same guy with like six different accounts. Makes me excited. I remember a day when nobody was heckling me and I was getting no resistance from the the devil. I was so happy when I finally found my name on a false prophets list on, on uh, the internet. <laughs> Hallelujah.
I love it. I love it. It's going to be a great year, man. Get ready. And this is what I'm saying. You'll have to do the same. As I told you earlier on, you'll have to, because there will be, there will be, and I'm sure you've already had it. There will be people that will ridicule you. It's fine. That should be happening. That should be happening. It's good. The Bible says, beware when all men speak well of you. You should have people ridicule you. There should be people that they get angry. Uh, Psalm 112 verse 10. Praise God, Constance. Autoimmune issue and blood count healed. There should be wicked people. There should be wicked people that grind their teeth in anger, like the Bible says, when they see what God's doing in your life, how he's blessing you. That's good. That's good. That's good. And so I want to encourage you to do it. There's the ways you can do it on the screen. Of course, if you go to miracleword.com, there's many ways that you can do it. Zelle, even cryptocurrency, however you'd like to do it. This month of December, we're blessed. I'm going to send you this. For those of you that are standing with us, Pastor Mark Hankins released a book called Faith Opens the Door to the Supernatural. Powerful. We love Pastor Mark. When I was a little boy, uh, I was struggling in my body. And Pastor Mark laid hands on me when I was sick, not doing well, and God healed me supernaturally. Love Pastor Mark a lot. Pastors Mark and Trina Hankins, their children. I went to I went to Bible school with his daughter. Love them so much. That book will bless you. And so that's going to be our gift to you, those that are standing with us in partnership. $85 or more this month. I'm challenging you to do, set yourself up for the powerful things God's about to do in the new year. Again, don't forget. Don't forget. I know, right? <laughs> Donald Trump, will you can sew straight to the poor, S-E-W, <laughs> like it's a needle and thread. <laughs> I love getting ridiculed by people that don't even know how to spell. Um, let me say one more time that starting uh, tomorrow, well, actually, Ralph and Jenna are getting it today, but we've got the whole team coming this week. I was going to say starting tomorrow, but Ralph and Jenna arrived today. We're going to have everybody here with us tomorrow night. Don't miss, ladies. Don't miss. Don't miss. Christmas party. Live. Tuesday, tomorrow, December the 7th, tomorrow, at 9 p.m. New York City time, Eastern Daylight Time? Eastern Savings Time? I'm not sure. But it's going to be great. For the first time ever, all four ladies on the broadcast, it's a true broadcast at one time. Don't miss it. Uh, But tomorrow we have brand new uh, Last Gen podcast episode available. Uh, Brand new kids content this week. Don't miss it. One more time, let me say, we're going to be fasting January the 2nd through the 22nd. You don't want to miss it. Don't want to miss it. We're setting ourselves up for what God has planned in this new year. Dedication. I don't know if Jen is going to do the floor crawl. (laughs) But it's going to be good. Um, Let me also say, 
Uh, I've got, I can't really talk about it because I'm not allowed anymore. But I've got some I've got some nice stuff ready for this new year. Some nice stuff to get in your hands during this time of fasting and prayer. I'm not going to say what it is because I've been banned from talking about any upcoming things that take place. But it's going to be good. Uh, if you haven't got a chance, grab the book, Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. We're starting on the second. Feast on the first. We're going to start on the second. Going to the 22nd. Believe in God for increase. Don't miss it. I told you I wanted to end by um, playing that for you. This video, I think Zach did a phenomenal job. It blows my mind all that God did in one year. And he's just going to continue to do more. I can't wait to see what's going to take place in 2022. So supernatural. So enjoy it. I love you. I'll see you in the morning, 1030 AM tomorrow night, Christmas party, 9 PM. Have a powerful day. I'll talk to you soon. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.